we gonna do for our intro? I don't have a. Jam. I'm recording now. It's okay. Okay. Well, we just missed our plastic. Cheers. We can do it again here. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Welcome. We are the Ladies of Strange. I'm Ashley. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rebecca. Thank you for joining us each Thursday as we discuss the history, mystery, and theory of all things questionable, odd, and eerie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Take it over, Rebecca. Your first episode. Oh, my God. There's so much pressure. I was very nervous for this because I didn't know how much to research or not research. You always over So I just went for it. Go Unless for it. you're Tiffany. <laughs> yeah. Well, I and think then Tiffany just kind of flies by the seat of her pants. Miss Wildcard over here. Wild just card. call me Charlie Day. Woo woo. Always sunny. Yeah, Philadelphia. You made that one before and I didn't get it then either. <laughs> it's your problem. <laughs> All righty. Poisons. What are y'all's poisons for this week? Are you going to introduce somebody so they know who they're... <laughs> All right. I'll go first. Okay, my poison is I recently found album called The Click by AJR, and I don't know what it is about this album, but I have not been able to stop listening to it. Excellent. What kind of music? What it's kind of vibe? Like, sort, it's very upbeat, a lot of, like, it's very technical, poppy, very, very happy. It's just, like, everything about it right now. Like, I sent y'all the link. Um, it's just like everything about Oops. the entire album right now is just how I feel in my life as a whole. So, okay. oh yay! So Good. I've, I've just been listening to it nonstop. So is that kind of like your uh, mental health check-in too? You're doing good. Yeah, You're happy. I'm doing good. It's just I really like the album way too much. I've listened to it like 12 times last week. It's fine. Well, I am all caught up on all my podcasts that I'm listening to, so yay. I will start listening to that. That's yeah. the album, but yes. Well, yes, but now that I don't have something that <laughs> yeah. I have to binge listen because i can't leave anything unlistened to yeah, yeah. <laughs> understandable mm-hmm. well i think that's a good poison ashley what is your poison this week uh mine's musical too mine has been the dear evan hansen soundtrack i don't even know what that is to be completely honest i'm not 100 percent sure i don't know much about the story it came across um spotify did the recommended like put together a playlist for you and it was of alan i'm gonna say alan rickman but that's <laughs> not right. That'd be okay, Snape. Too much. Right? That'd be too much for us to handle. That'd just be way too amazing. Right. Um, Alan Menken, M-E-N-K-E-N. He's done a lot of music for like Disney productions, and he also did Rent and everything along those lines. So based on you know listening to Beauty and the Beast and Rent and Newsies, so that one came across. Can't imagine why that was in your Discover Weekly. Right. I have no idea where that would have come from. <laughs> and there's a song on there called So Big, So Small. And it, like, I had to step away from my desk when it played because I lost it. Aww. So, of course, I fell in love with it so much that I started listening to the soundtrack. And I think I've kind of picked up on what the story's about based on the music. But I need to kind of look into it a little more to see what it's about. But the music alone is amazing. And I've heard it's going to be at the Fox next year. So think that's going to be on my bucket list for 2019. I like it. Very nice. Tiffany, your poison this week? My poison this week is happy as well. I am out of my funk. I'm feeling good about life. My new job's going well. My child is teething, but she's past the point of like staying awake all the time. And the teething poops, which are 
great. We're past all that. <laughs> Wait, oh, there's teething poops? Oh, oh yes. yeah. So when they teethe, there's all this extra saliva and it upsets their stomach and it makes the poop just like, ugh, And they generally run a fever when they're yes. teething. So like I, it's I a whole shebang with the body. I swear, I've learned more being friends with y'all than any biology class I have ever taken. Right. And this is why Tiffany and I said numerous times that we want to do an episode on being, or probably multiple episodes yeah. on motherhood because you're probably not the only one that mm-hmm. hasn't heard the real side of it like there's so many i don't want to say gross because that's the wrong term for it but there's so true but there's so many things like they people just don't talk about and aren't mentally prepared for and then you tell me a person who owns one cat and who (laughs) loves her cat that teething poops are a thing suddenly litter boxes aren't bad they're fantastic my daughter went through in one day at daycare she's there from like seven until five she went through seven outfits because she kept having blowouts. Did you just like pack her entire wardrobe? Oh, you have extra outfits there for blowouts, but yeah. they had to pull from their reserve. And I brought like 10 outfits for her to have the next day. She went through six and then it calmed down and she's back to normal. Oh my yeah. God. See, this would needs to be like legit birth control because yeah, they tell you about the technical scientific things that go along with it. But yeah. If I knew some of the stuff that I know now as a mom when I was a kid, yeah, my I'm, legs would have been taped shut. I'm terrified. But it, people say it, and I always rolled my eyes at it. It's worth it. It's so worth it. And when it's your kid, it doesn't even... I mean, both of your kids are adorable, but hey. my cat never had to wear diapers. True. So. No, you just had to scoop their shit out of sand. I have had more... I'm okay with that. I've had more poop on my fingers this week than right. I care to admit. Yeah. Uh, you should have seen me trying to change Dominic's diaper in a, like, folding chair at the Speedway last night. Oh, my God. Um, I say that I should have gotten a mom medal for that one because I was totally worried about people seeing me. Okay, little side note, they don't have changing tables, so I didn't have very many options. And um, also walking upstairs, concrete steps with a toddler just wasn't looking very appealing to me and changing a poopy diaper and a folding lawn chair yeah i went through like six wipes just on my hands yeah (laughs) so it's fun parenting's awesome so we lost all the guys who are listening to this podcast (laughs) no there are some amazing fathers out there that know exactly what we're talking about okay good so happiness is my poison this week happiness is covered in poop yes (laughs) before being a parent i didn't think that was possible drool and poop Drool and poop have become my new perfume, and I'm okay with it. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to being trapped in a room with me. Hey. hey. Doesn't she smell lovely? The, the wine's really good today. <laughs> Not that I just drank half of the glass in this two-minute conversation. To be it's fair, mine. you poured baby glasses. They are, but we are working still, on moderation. There's still a lot of it left, and I didn't yes. want to, like, have I a don't repeat. know what I was thinking. You didn't want to have a repeat of our first well, time recording. Yeah. Our first time recording to speak of that. was amazeballs. Okay. This will be my last time mentioning it. I no, promise. That's not Lies true. in this two-minute span. Okay. Are you guys ready yes. for I'm my so first ready. story? I have no clue what you're going to talk no about. Idea. I'm pumped. Have you guys heard of Dr. James Berry? No. no. Perfect. Okay. This is going better than planned. Here we go. <laughs> okay. So Dr. James Miranda Stewart Berry was born around 1790 in County Cork, Island. That was one interesting thing I found was that I couldn't pinpoint the exact year he was born because multiple sources said like 1785, 1790. So I just said around to cover all my bases. Yeah. Um, I like that he has four names and he's from Ireland and this is in the 1700s. Yes. What was it? James Meredith Tassie Brandy? (laughs) (laughs) Was, oh, was he the first drag queen? That's exactly right. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> no, for real. What was the full name again? James Miranda Stewart Berry. I was close. Very yeah. nice. Did you mean that as a pun? Berry. Oh! <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. This is already going better than I expected. Okay. <laughs> okay. He dreamed of becoming a doctor and moved to Edinburgh in 1809 to enroll in the medical school. So he was about around 19, depending on which year you think he was born. Um, but the thing about him is he was very small statured with a high voice that caused people to suspect that he was too young for medical school. That he was the first drag queen. <laughs> yes. I like him. Yeah, so multiple sources said, like, he was young, he was feminine-looking, high voice. He, like, people thought there was, like, this 10-year-old enrolling into medical school. So, oh. So because of this, he, like, he eventually got into medical school, but he almost wasn't allowed to sit for his final examinations. What? But it wasn't for Lord... Farquaad. No, it's not Farquaad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... It's like, I think I, I want to pronounce it Erskine. Please don't murder me if that's not pronounced correctly. I did not think to Google that first. But Lord Erskine intervened, so he was able to sit for his examinations. Okay. Go so Lord wait, Erskine. there he got all the way through, is this like his first year? And then at the finals, for some reason, I'm, they were like, mm. I didn't look into how it worked in the 1800s, because that would have been a giant rabbit hole. But basically, okay. they if he wasn't able to take these, he wouldn't be able to become a doctor. And they didn't want him to take them because he looked so young, okay. and they thought he was posing as someone much older than he was. Okay. Got it. Rude. Okay. There's going to be no Doogie Hauser in Ireland. <laughs> doogie, doogie, doogie. Doogie, doogie, doogie. Sorry. Okay. Because of this, uh, wrong line, uh, he received his degree in medicine at 22 and then enlisted as an assistant surgeon in the British Army. And he officially started his military career on July 6, 1813. He's sounding very similar to uh, Mr. Kevorkian. Hmm. Oh. I like that noise you made there. That was a uh, Well, that's intriguing. my non-committal. It's not totally not related noise. Um, well, he was quickly promoted to assistant staff surgeon, which is, from what I understand, equivalent to a lieutenant in the Army. Okay. I have no idea how promotions work in the Army. Just disclaimer. You got me. Um, he was first sent to Cape Town, South Africa, and he spent 10 years there, during which he befriended Lord Charles Somerset. What is with all these lords... This is the, it's the 18, early 1800s. Where my ladies at? British Army, early 1800s. Where my ladies at? We'll get to that. <laughs> we will get to that. Okay. Anyway, Dr. Barry, the story I was able to get from multiple sources, said that he treated Lord Somerset's daughter. I couldn't figure out for what, but the two quickly became very close friends, and Dr. Barry was considered a friend of the family. Okay. They started a deep friendship, and eventually Barry became a Somerset's personal physician. Interesting. And there's at one point Barry did move into one of the private apartments at Somerset's residence. Because of this, this caused rumors about the nature of their friendship that escalated to the point that commissions were set up to investigate the scandal, but both were later, later exonerated. So commissions are set up to investigate a matter of urgent or public concern. Okay. They are less expensive and have less power than like a tribunal or inquiry, but they may take evidence in private where tribunals are held in public. So how old is this daughter for them to be concerned? Right. Yeah, like, like what has raised such a big concern for them that this Lord wants to, I mean, that sounds reasonable to me that somebody with that much power would want him for their own. Well, it wasn't so much the fact that they're friends, it's just like how close the friendship was. You got to remember this is the early 1800s, the fact that um, his personal physician not only became very close friends with him but also moved in with him to his estate caused a lot of people to go oh 
oh, what's really going on here? Oh, this is interesting. I thought this was because he was becoming friends with the daughter. No, 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 no. This oh, is okay. between Barry and Lord Somerset. Okay. They think they're starting a relationship. Got it. Okay. And okay. this is where, this is one very, very funny thing I found about what, when all the rumors were circulating. Uh, during the rumors, an anonymous accuser hung a poster stating that Somerset was buggering Dr. Barry. Buggering? Ooh. I don't know why it said buggering. There's other words, but I thought you guys would find that funny. I'm like, adding that to my vocabulary. Right. Hey, baby. You want to go bugger? <laughs> I'll see how that works tonight. I'll my, report back yes, to you guys. My husband's going to hate me. We'll yeah. get like a text. I'm going to try it. Two seconds later. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Having Oreos on the couch by myself. <laughs> yeah. Please let us know how that I goes. I will. I had to practice my British accent before I use it though because I have a feeling it'll sound much better with an accent. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, going back to the um, whole reason that they weren't sure about him in med school, part of the reasons rumors spread about Dr. Barry and uh, Lord Somerset was because Dr. Barry had a high, unbroken voice, smooth skin, short stature, and overall looked young and boyish. Oh, so they thought that the Lord was, like, creeping on a little boy. Well, it's not only that. They're worried about the nature of their relationship, but they also still think Dr. Barry is very, very young. Young. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Dr. Barry, however, compensated for this. He was known for having a very hot and short temper. (laughs) Why are you laughing? I was just thinking of ways that he could compensate for people thinking he was a young boy. Okay, jacked Ford trucks were not a thing in the early 1800s. I was thinking more of, um, which kind of relates to the jacked Ford trucks, but that's saying that they have a small stature. He overcompensated. <laughs> With a overcompensated large stature. <laughs> Nasty little bugger. So he, but he had a hot and short temper to overcompensate for this. He even had some incidents where he threw medicine bottles at people and he even participated in two separate duels. Dang. What, duels? Duels. Like with guns Did where he, he slap them with a glove. I hope so. I could not find anything on that. I just know that, like, he participated in two of them, and obviously they ended in his favor. So it's like a Napoleon complex. Tiny man, big attitude. I like it. Pretty much. Um, He was so unpopular that Florence Nightingale once wrote, he behaved like a brute, the most hardened creature I ever met throughout the army. Oh, ever. Dang. And to be in the army. In the 1800s. Yeah, to be the most hardened. Exactly. Get it, boy. (laughs) Yeah, he was also known for swearing like a trooper, and he was also known for being a ladies' man. I mean, same. Yeah. (laughs) But (laughs) minus the whole doctor part. (laughs) Yeah, there are many resources where he uh, was known for being very, very flirtatious with the ladies, no matter where he was, to the point that other married men are going what gives bro stop it i feel like he's describing me and ashley right sorry not sorry no okay (laughs) come at me hey please (laughs) that's the whole point behind this flirtatiousness except i'm married yeah let me know how the buggering goes um Um, in 1826, while still in Cape Town, he was one of the first to successfully perform a C-section where both the mother and child survived. Oh, oh you knows? go, Glen Coco. Yeah, I thought that was very cool. So during this time, you got to remember um, germ theory. I don't remember when germ theory was started, but this was during a time where cleanliness was not exactly a thing. So yeah. people would, at this time, if I remember correctly, one reason um, death rates of births were so high were because people would go from like dissecting cadavers straight into delivering a baby so the fact that he was able to pull this off 
Yeah. No, that's Kudos pretty to him. Yeah. Impressive. Um, where did I go? The reason and other reasons that this was very um impressive, I found sources that say the procedure was done on the kitchen table. I've seen that in a lot of movies for that era. Yeah, I'm like, was that the only available flat surface? Like why a kitchen table? I don't know, but well, maybe you want to be like close to the source of water. Well, and maybe. Yeah. I mean, you got to think back then they didn't really have like birthing centers. And if they needed her like up to where he could access everything going on, that's probably the best uh, yeah place to do it. Yeah. Cool. And the final thing to remember about this, this was a time before anesthetics and antiseptics <gasps> were a thing. So this was done without any outside help. Nope. Kudos to that mom. Yeah. Yep. Right. Uh, nope. Okay, good for her. Yeah. I mean, I mean that whole era. Yeah, that's about everybody. To say. Yeah, so not only did he did it, do it successfully, but the mom was able to, you know, survive it, and both the baby did too. too. That's so amazing. Huge props for him. Right? Kudos. Um, because of this, Barry was known for being a very skilled surgeon, the C-section being the most impressive example. And something really cool I found out about him was he was also dedicated to social reform in general, um, improving sanitary conditions wherever he went, I and like mismanagement of barracks, prisons, and asylums. So no matter where he went, he was a huge fan of making lives better for no matter who you Ooh. were, what status you were, what you did. Okay. Um, oh, man. Is this going to be another thing where just- I'm like, I'm not going to like this guy, but I like him so far, and then I end up liking him. I'll let y'all decide. Oh, <laughs> I was man. just thinking the same thing. Yeah. I was like, I'm starting to feel like Tiffany with Dr. Kevorkian. I was like, you know what? You go, boy. And then I'm like, wait a second. I'm going to keep that thought to myself until I hear yeah. more of this story. So he treated everybody, rich or poor, colonists or slaves. Um, and unfortunately, on July 25th, 1865, at the age of 70, Dr. Barry died of dysentery. Aww. It was at this point, while preparing his body for bur- burial, it was discovered he was a woman. Yes! Oh, original drag queen. Drag king. You go, Glen Coco. Yeah, this was all because one of his final wishes of being buried was he was going to be buried in the clothes he died in. Okay. So this is obviously a secret that he wanted to stay oh. a secret. Oh, he didn't want anybody to. And something that was said when, you know, when they were preparing the body was he had perfect female anatomy and he even had stretch marks that indicated that he had <gasps> given birth at some point in his life. Oh, oh my gosh. goodness. Wow. Which brings us to Margaret Ann Buckley. Oh, I'm so excited. Who was the sister of James Barry, a famous artist and professor of painting at London's Royal Academy who died in 1806. Oh, oh man. So Margaret took over. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so this all ties together. I'm so excited. Um, as far as the pregnancy go- goes, it is believed that childhood sexual assault was the reason for it. Unfor- oh. Unfortunately, I found one source that it was at the cause of an uncle. But that was the only source I could find, and I didn't really want to go digging into that. So basically, she gave birth to a girl named Juliana, and she was raised by Margaret's mother. So they basically passed her off as um, Margaret Ann Buckley's sister. Sister. Okay. Got it. After James Berry died in 1809, Margaret no longer existed. This was because she had a huge interest in becoming a doctor. And at the time, you could not become a doctor if you are a woman. It was impossible due to social stigma. So using three-inch high shoe inserts and an overcoat, she enrolled in medical school as James Barry. You go girl. Yes. Yeah. When she was 19, Barry wrote, 
wrote, was I not a girl, I would be a soldier. Ooh. And guess what she did? She became a soldier. Yeah. Yay! A kick-ass soldier, nonetheless. Like, what didn't you say that? Yeah, they were she one was one of the most high-ranking. Yeah, she was one of the most high-ranking. She was one of the most skilled surgeons at the time. <gasps> Wait a second. Did the Lord know? We don't know. Oh, I like this story, Rebecca. I will, I will cover this. Oh, I will, I will get to this. <laughs> okay. It has been suggested that Barry and Somerset's relationship was more than just a friendship, but there, I could, there is no evidence on whether or not this is true. Okay. Especially since you know his identity, Barry's identity was kept a secret for so long. Um, and a- even after he died, and sort of the rumor was let out, the British Army did everything they could to keep the, to stare, the story buried. Okay. I so a lot see. of the information that might have been available is just not available. Right. So if the Lord knew, and they did have a relationship, I am very proud of him for keeping it under wraps. Mm-hmm. If he did then good for him for being his friend yeah kudos exactly (laughs) throughout his life he never allowed anyone in the room while he was undressing understandably Um, there's also so like as all people as you go through life you're gonna get sick right so one of the one of the events that happened after um barry died was barry's physician was accused of not being a very good doctor for not noticing barry was a woman i could see yeah. that but there's a reason for this this is one record i found was of another ba- doctor treating barry for a chest infection in canada and that the room was always dark when he was examined weird but still i mean did they like remove their- i mean see not- that that's the thing i don't know i couldn't find any information on how much he undressed like yeah. mm-hmm. that and there not every female has ample breasts ample bosoms yeah there are some conditions that leave you looking extremely flat yeah so but they said that when they when they died that they had a perfect female form yeah oh so that makes me interested in like what kind of form are we working with here so she might have been binding but I just have questions. But, Sorry. Uh, well, I'm see, just intrigued. Like in the early 1800s, there's still so many advancements being done in medicine that that's true. They don't have like you know how when we go to the doctor now, you strip down, you put on a gown, and they basically check you all over. Right. They're they're looking, they're touching, they're listening, and those are all practices that weren't necessarily practiced in the 1800s. That's, very, that's, that's something true. That came much later. Got it. Other than the rumors with Somerset, I could not find any information on relationships Barry had. Barry was reported to be positively a woman, so he was probably not a hermaphrodite, which is a theory some people had where he was just naturally born with both. Right. But there's no evidence of that. There's just evidence of him absolutely being a Mormon. Uh, Mormon. <laughs> Worman. <laughs> Sorry. A woman. And there are theories of Barry being intersex. But again, many have argued against this due to lack of evidence. Okay. All right. As far as the British Army is concerned, concealment of one's sex for 40 years in the British Army is simply unbelievable. Yeah, that's pretty intense. I mean, that's pretty cool, though. No, that's yeah. amazing. I, yeah. I'm so proud of Barry. You go, Barry. <laughs> So there's one book I found while doing my research that I really want to buy and read through. It's called Dr. James Barry, A Woman Ahead of Her Time. And it just goes through what information they have about what he did as a doctor and what happened before before yeah. he became a doctor and after he became a doctor. And the reason this is so interesting to me is because from everything I could see, it very much stemmed from a woman wanting to do something a man right. could. Not It wasn't because she wanted to say be a man or any other sort of it's like of... a uh, mulan exactly <laughs> exactly like that that's fantastic that's i really amazing. like that mm-hmm. 
And it's not even, yeah, it's not even necessarily a drag persona or a trans situation. It's just going back to equality back in the 1800s, or lack of equality yeah. back in the 1800s. And that's something I tried to find to see if there is, like, maybe any mention of um, Dr. James Berry having any other relationships outside right. of Somerset, if that was a relationship, but I literally couldn't find anything. So any close friends he had either didn't know or didn't reveal it. That's amazing. That is so cool. I just, for the sake of, like, there being good people, I'm going to say they knew and didn't reveal it. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to leave myself to believe. Yeah, like exactly. And he's such a gifted surgeon. Right. That, like, we would have been set set way back if he wasn't allowed to practice. Well, and that's interesting, too, knowing that, and this is a weird one, I don't know what pronoun to use for them. See, so that's I'm another thing I, I ran into. I'm like, that's why I started looking into the history of, like, is if there's anything beforehand, is there right. anything afterward, is there any evidence of he, him being trans at all? And there's... Nothing that you can find. See, that's what makes me wonder if it's she, but they put on a male persona. So I'm just going to use they and them just to make sure that they're left in, uh, you know, they rest in peace and they're referred to properly. Yeah. Um, But that kind of goes back to the whole, the C-section, because as a female and probably at this point have gone through Mm -hmm. delivery, you know, it kind of goes back to them knowing what to expect and knowing what to go through. And that could be a big portion why they were able to perform the first. I didn't even think of yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. If she's gone through, he, she, if Margaret went through a birth, that means Barry, who used to be Margaret, would be when, familiar with what actually goes right. on. Well, to an extent. Absolutely. But he would definitely be more familiar with it than any man would be. Right. Which might have helped play into why he was able to keep both mom and baby. That's oh, amazing. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. That's you fascinating. Go, Barry. Rebecca, that was amazing. So that was my very short history in Dr. James Barry. Yeah, we I need like more him. information on them because this is amazing. Yeah, that was one thing. Like, I wanted to focus, if you guys want to look this up, feel free to. There's a lot of information on his um, very decorated military career and what he's done for us, especially for as far as sanitary and mismanagement of prisons, asylums, Asylum. what have you. But as far as like before he became Dr. James Barry, what happened afterwards is not a whole lot of information Hmm. so i like that i was having a hard time placing the time even though you told us because i am very forgetful (laughs) but i like that you said they knew florence nightingale because she was also a big pioneer of making sure Mm -hmm. but like social florence nightingale obviously didn't care for them because she said that they were the most but think about it if you had to put up a front of being a man to make it in the military and to make it as a doctor like you would probably overdo it right especially at that time exactly like and on top of that from what i've read it sounded like she was a naturally like small statured woman to begin with which is why like even if she wasn't small statured she would probably still be wearing three inch inserts right yeah i was about to say you said that they wore inserts and they still were considered a small stature so she they must have had like a you know small frame and very tiny oh i like that that's amazing and they almost didn't get their medical license Mm -hmm. even pretending to be a male that's cool Yeah. yeah could you imagine being a girl and like successfully pulling off being passed off as a man and then they're like oh you look really young we're not gonna give this to you See, and it sucks that the British generals felt like they had to keep it a secret once they found out that she was naturally a female mm-hmm. because, like, oh, I would have blasted that all over the place and just been like, ha-ha, fuckers. But this, was, <laughs> this was also at a different time, unfortunately, where you just didn't talk about those type of things. Yeah, I, I understand. That's what I'm saying. That's unfortunate that it was then because it yeah. did get kind of brushed under the rug, and that's probably why a lot of people don't know about them and yeah, what I've they did. Yeah, I've never heard of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that's is incredible. really cool. Now I'm 
interested. I want to go up and look up like the history of the C-section and see if yeah. James Berry is actually mentioned there. All, all I can really think is like I fortunately did not have to have one, but I've heard the recovery for those is intense. Miserable. Mm-hmm. That's why they give you an extra two weeks of maternity right. leave for it. And to go through all of that or perform all of that without any kind of anesthetic? Yep. Ugh. Yep, they both survived and a little bit of history on the c-section um there were successful c-sections before but this was the first one where both mom and child lived got it yeah i know because i've heard stories of them basically just like sorry mom tearing the mom open just to get the baby yeah she doesn't yeah the baby doesn't make it it's one of those things where it's like make it rather yeah if you if they tell you you're gonna have a c-section you make your peace and yeah basically pretty much and i mean just women that died in labor and delivery back then alone that rate was ridiculous so for them to be able to perform a c-section and everyone survived that's incredible yeah and on top of that one of my favorite things i discovered about him was like it didn't matter who you were or what stat um, right where you were in life he cared about your sanitary conditions he cared about how you were taken care of where you were right you said he cared for slaves too that's yeah. like unheard of back then to like right? take the time to yeah like he didn't care how old young rich poor what your status was he wanted you to be taken care of and he wanted you to have the conditions yeah. that you needed to be healthy that's amazing oh you know what you two with your doctors that i thought i was gonna <laughs> hate that i love man and that you know they probably paved the way like i said i want to look into the history of c-sections but also sanitary conditions they Mm -hmm. probably paved the way for so many different things coming from the situation that they did because being a female that's having to pose as a male to get where you want to be in life probably played a large part in them wanting to not assist only, the quote-unquote underdogs not you know? only posing but doing it for decades That's successfully i wonder crazy. to the point that other men were intimidated by the fact that he dr barry is flirting with their wives so do you think that they wore a sock <laughs> out of all the questions you have <laughs> i'm just curious See, i mean I, honestly i did not look into that so this makes more they... sense when Ashley and I were like, oh, that's us. That's us. It really <laughs> is. <laughs> ladies who flirt with ladies. There, That's where my ladies are at. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot we were coming back to where my ladies at. She's right there. Oh, good I'm right now job. Googling a male attire in the early 1800s to see, because I know, especially for women, well, yeah. especially for women, it was layers upon layers upon layers of clothing. Yeah, but I don't think... I know that they wore much thicker outfits and yeah. the materials available, but I feel like the war generals didn't because they had to have a little more flexibility and mobility. I feel like it was just like pants and then the double-breasted jacket. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know if anybody would ever ask about it because it's not like you're going into the battlefield and like peeping out everybody else's moose knuckles. Like, Well, that's the thing. Like, he, wa- he wasn't in the battlefield. He was a surgeon. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So they probably weren't in the public eye as much. As- yeah. That's very... That's amazing mm-hmm. i like you i need to come up with a new like go glenn coco but like yeah you go do. james berry Shush <laughs> yeah i knew this was going to be a shorter episode but that was because i wanted to focus on the fact that he was able to pull it off so if y'all are interested you feel more than free to look into his career because he has a, an amazing career because i started taking notes and it got super super long and i'm like okay this is an amazing career but this is not what i want to focus on for him right yeah that's oh, amazing. Man. That's I super like cool. Him. Oh, let's see. You go, JB. There you go. There we go. Is that going to be your new like yeah, we'll snaps? See. Kudos. We'll, we'll see. We'll see if it sticks around. 
I, I'll have a new one each well, week. Well, they did. They stuck around for decades and <laughs> killed it. So let's yes. keep JB alive. Yeah. Keep JB alive. <laughs> That's amazing. Awesome Kudos, job, Kudos, ma'am. Oh, thank you. Yay. Okay, ladies. I feel better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can all officially breathe sighs of relief. We have all recorded an episode now. I mm-hmm. hope y'all love them. Cheers to that. With our plastic glasses again. Cheers. Cheers. Oh. Okay, so this is real now, y'all. We're doing this. Yeah. And I can't wait to hear how many people have a problem with me saying y'all all the time. Oh, they have to get used to it. I mean, Welcome. we are from the South. Yes. Born so. and raised. Yep. Uh, Mostly, yeah. I am. I don't remember where you're born. I was born in Tennessee. I was too. Ooh, high five. We're in Tennessee. Millington, right outside of a big city. I can't remember which one. Nashville? I wasn't there long. Nashville? Probably. Probably. We'll see. I was born in Charleston. Charleston? Nope. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Hurricane brain. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I was born right outside of Chattanooga. Oh, okay. Chattanooga. That's the C word I was looking for. (laughs) It's a lot different than the C word I'm usually thinking of. Uh Um, I was on the other side of Tennessee. Gotcha, gotcha. So, but yes, born in Tennessee, raised mostly in the South. We had a six-month stint in Ohio because my dad was in the Marines. So we moved around a lot, but mostly in the South. George has been my home since I was 10. It's like, it sorry comes. to anyone from Ohio. I just had a coworker who was from Ohio, and that's all I heard about. Yes. I like Ohio. I did not like hearing about Ohio all the time. I liked the coworker. Yes. I have nothing against Ohio, but really, it can't be that good. <laughs> I mean, it's, I feel like people approached his Ohio the way they approach me in general, so I have to have some sympathy. <laughs> that's an excellent point. <laughs> tiptoe, tiptoe, tiptoe. Yes. I.e. don't talk to Tiffany before 8 a.m. unless you want to get struck in the face with positivity. Yeah, you got to be a fellow morning person. Yeah. I'm very much a morning person surrounded by people who are not. So I try to wait until they've had three or four cups of coffee, but I can't contain my positivity. It doesn't work. It should. You should work. Well, thank y'all for listening. I'm so happy y'all liked it. Yeah, yes. that was good. Okay. That, like, totally, I don't know where I was expecting it to go, I, but. I was expecting it to take a dark turn. Right. So, yeah, but this I is. I like this. The thing I liked about this is that it wasn't necessarily a dark and scary story. It was like, wait, what? Yeah, right? it was I part of it, the though. questionable and odd. You mm-hmm. go, JB. You go, JB. Mm. <laughs> yes. All right, right, guys. Well, remember, everyone has something that they find odd. Let us tell you why it's not. If you have any questionable topics you'd like to discuss, you can share them with us on Facebook and Instagram at the Ladies of Strange, on Twitter at Ladies of Strange, or email them to us at theladiesofstrange at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, review, and tell us we're doing a great job. Keep it strange, lovelies. Bye.